They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. I'm Brent Terhune, joined by Gavin Eddings. And Brent, what are you going to do with those pies, boys? That's exactly what I was going to say to you. What are you doing (laughs) with those pies, boys? (laughs) Oh, such a fun one we're talking about this week. Such a fun one. Before we get into it, though, and reveal what we're talking about, if you haven't figured out already, I've got to say, we got the absolute best review ever for our for this little podcast that we do i've got to pull it up here because uh it is it is the nicest thing i've ever heard somebody say that doesn't sound like a compliment but i took it in a very very complimentary way and this was a very nice review that was left for they're coming to get you by apple podcast on apple podcast by colonel 191 they said one of my fave podcasts, Brent and Gavin, are total dirtbags in the least problematic way ever. <laughs> it's a, I don't know I don't know what exactly that means, but at least we're dirtbags, but in like a good way. Yeah, I feel like our our, our boyish charms come across mm-hmm. when we talk about like the breasts that nutting and running, nutting and running, but it's like in a very like wink wink nudge nudge way. It's not like in an Andrew Tate way. Where we're trying to be like, all right, if you see a woman, you got to neg her. you got to make her feel like shit to get her. Peacock. I mean, I don't think Andrew Tate has the worst ideas. I'll say, no, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Now, hold up, hold up. Listen, he had some good good idea about getting into a different country and finding asylum. That was pretty good ideas. He had some pretty Mm -hmm. good ideas there. If you're going to be on the lam, be on the lam, you know? Yeah, but thank you so much for leaving that very nice review and for Mm -hmm. making us laugh and be like, you know what? We are are dirtbags, but we are unproblematic. Lovable so, dirt bags. Yeah, but go ahead if you if you want to leave us a similar review, um, you can do so on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave us a five star review on Spotify or leave a comment on Podomatic if you feel like uh, commenting and joining our conversation. Robin is always commenting on our stuff. She can't get mm-hmm. enough of the, the of the universe. Robin, Robin, that's what we call her on the uh, cafeteria podcast. So yeah, so we got a we 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 have a nice little following going for. Mm-hmm. For, for this podcast, for, for your other podcasts that I'm on sometimes. So it feels good. But enough about our bullshit. Brent, what are, what are we talking about today? Killer clowns from outer space. There's a lot in just a title. You know what you're... Some movies can be very ambiguous. You, you don't know what you're getting in a movie called, like, The Thing. What is yeah. the thing? What's I'm wearing it gonna... a thing shirt right now. Why do you think I said it? I was like, oh yeah. shit! What's a what's an example I can use? Brent, what are you wearing? Uh, it's red Ralph... panties. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Lauren Polo. All right. So if you hear Ralph Lauren Polo, what do you think about? <laughs> yeah. But killer clowns from outer space. You know what you're getting. You're getting clowns that are killer that are also mm-hmm. from outer space. It is the perfect title that tells you what you are in store for. Well, this title actually was actually supposed to just be Killer Clowns, but then they they made it from outer space to prevent the audience from assuming it was going to be a slasher movie. This is one of those titles where it's 
it perfectly says exactly what the movie is. And I don't know that anybody watches this movie and thinks this is dumb because the <laughs> title is called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's it's already clowns, they're killer, and they're from outer space. That's a lot of stuff going on in one in one title. This is exactly the reaction I had. I recently sat down and finally watched what's what is a front runner for the Oscar of next year, and that mm-hmm. is Cocaine Bear. Yep. When, when you watch Cocaine Bear, you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. It's a bear who finds cocaine and then kills people. And it was actually it was an okay movie. I, I called it Okay Bear, mm-hmm. uh, but I wanted more uh, more cocaine chicanery. It I, was chicanery. I wanted more chicanery. Sh- Cocainery, <laughs> and I think it was Ray Liotta's last movie. Which what a one to go out on! What a what a legacy to leave mm-hmm. behind. You had Goodfellas, your Tommy Versetti in GTA Vice City, and you leave this world with Cocaine Bear. That was all the coke we had, Smokey. Why did you do that? <laughs> that was all we had, Smokey. This I don't want to spoil Cocaine Bear, but when Karen goes and starts dumping the yayo down the <laughs> toilet to flush it because the because the fuzz is there, God damn it! She used her. She called from the phone in the house when I told her not to. The Park Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You you know what you're getting. Uh, when were you first exposed to this gym? This true cult classic of a film. Probably like less than five years ago. Uh, and I, from the first time I saw it, I was like, I love this movie because <laughs> it's, there's like, it's not gonna, it's not scary in my opinion, but we, we could talk about the, the fear of clowns, which producer wife, uh, does, she hates clowns, doesn't like clowns, but it's, it's just fun and silly. And it's, it's not like, this is like a movie you put on at a party. Mm, yes you have a halloween party going they're like put something on the tube mm-hmm. and then you pick this one and you're like yeah this is this hits the spot this checks the boxes when did when did you first see this i saw this for the first time probably all the way through about six or seven years ago mm-hmm. but i recall seeing it uh, on usa it was on during halloween and i just remember very vividly the cotton candy cocoons mm-hmm. and uh the one clown making the shadow puppet of the T-Rex. Yeah. I remember that very vividly. I did not know what the movie was for a very long time, mm-hmm. but then I finally tracked it down because there were some action figures of it, and it's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, you say this is not scary. My sister, who is three years younger than me, will disagree. She still mm-hmm. cannot watch. I was like, Gabriella, it is not that big of a it, it, it's, it's a very funny, it's silly. She's like, no, it creeped me out when we were kids, and now I can't go back to it. And she's not... She she doesn't have like a fear of clowns. She just does not like that movie. Yeah. Well, similarly, uh, you know, one of the facts that I'll just throw out now is some of these clowns were reused for Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, I did not know that. Which I will champion as a movie that we need to cover uh, sometime on this show. Gavin. Okay. Okay. Well, that and, can that can happen. And that movie scared me. Really? Yeah. So I I remember having fears of watching Ernest Scared Stupid, even though it's an Ernest movie. It's it's stupid. It's fun, you know? But so I, I could see, you know, I do have a joke in my stand-up as I've never been scared of clowns. It's always where the clown is that makes the clown scary. Yes. Like you see a clown in the woods, uh, run. You know, but a <laughs> clown at a birthday party, he's supposed to be there, you know? 
uh, and what's it called? Uh, Cholerophobia, uh, yes. or the fear of clowns. Uh, and and my wife does. She doesn't like clowns. Uh, many times I've hidden the Bluetooth speaker in our house, and then played <laughs> clown music over it. She's not a fan of that. I like the way that the clowns, if they're going to come and kill your wife, they are making a grand entrance like it's WrestleMania, like at the like Undertaker. The, Hit my fucking music. <laughs> I oh, do shit. own a fog machine that. <laughs> I've never used, and I would love to just have the whole setup. God, it's got to be be rough when your wife's getting killed. They're they're, they're coming out to dee 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 dee, and they're like, "Cut my fucking music!" Yeah, and like, then no. they get their their getaway is a unicycle. <laughs> but like I I you know besides your sister, nobody is scared of this movie. I don't think. And you could tell her I said that. What's funny uh, is I, I we had this movie on a couple of Halloweens ago, and my niece is going to be five in June. And my niece was watching it. She's like, oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> yeah, look, your daughter. Your, your, your daughter's not being a wimp right now. She's truly enjoying this. My niece, Ivy, is adorable, and she's going to be weird as shit because she's already weird as shit, and mm-hmm. I love her for it. You're, uh, and as Uncle Gavin's probably trying to mold her, into a little, at least a little horror fan, right? Yeah, pretty much. I was like, we're gonna watch Toy Story of Terror. We're gonna wean you in on like mm-hmm. these fun Pixar Halloween things. Then it's like, now we're gonna hit you with The Exorcist when you're seven. Have and you then ever it... seen Cannibal Holocaust? <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna watch a Serbian film, and we're just gonna, <laughs> it's gonna really put your mind at ease. Yeah, this is called Human Centipede Two. <laughs> I like the way, and I'm. It's gonna suck though, because I'm gonna show her the second one, and then then I have to explain the first one while yeah. I'll be like, "Listen, Doctor Dieter Umdu, <laughs> Uncle Gavi, why is everybody ass to mouth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, feed her, feed her. Uh, well, uh, this movie's uh, th- this movie has a lot to do, or you know, written, directed, produced by the Kyoto Brothers, directed by Stephen Kyoto. Written by Charles and Steven, and then produced by both those guys, plus Edward Kyoto. And I uh, do believe they designed a lot of uh, a lot of the special effects. Not all of them, but they they had a lot to do with everything that this movie is. Came out in 1988. Budget was 1.8 million dollars, and the box office that I found was 43 million dollars. So I call that a win, and it's baffling which we'll talk about uh, in a moment here on the show, but how we've not seen any more Killer Clown stuff. It was $2 million, and it made $43 million. It is very strange how there was no sequel to it, and it just feels to me like in the past four or five years when you finally discovered this movie, mm-hmm. that Killer Clowns is getting the respect on its name. Put some I know, respect on it. Respect on it. <laughs> this is now The Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> but they had, last year for Spirit Halloween, like they went really hard on Killer Clowns mm-hmm. merchandise. Like I bought they, the, uh, the uh, it's right up here, you can't see it, but it's the uh, cotton candy gun. Yeah. And it, you, you pull the trigger, it actually lights up and spins around. Mm-hmm. They had the cotton candy gun. I know that Funko Pops made uh, the four of the clowns. Mm-hmm. One of them was an exclusive. Um, I had think... the acid pie at uh, Spirit Halloween as well. That's nice. I that That's very cool. I know that uh, the NECA Toonie Terrors, they've got some killer mm-hmm. clowns coming out. They're over there. Oh, are, they, are they already out? Uh, some of them. I, ha- uh, I, I don't remember where I bought them. 
you can oh, see those the, look nice. right there. Oh yeah, those are very nice. So yeah, yeah. which is great for a, a uh, an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> look at what would you look at that? Would you look at that? Man, that shit is cra- that's the craziest shit I ever seen. <laughs> what they don't know is you just broadcast from an empty warehouse. There's that's nothing true. there. Like, <laughs> I haven't told him yet. There's nothing there. He's slowly slipping into insanity. And over here, Gavin, you see my Lamborghini. Uh, isn't that the craziest Lamborghini you've ever seen? That is the craziest Lamborghini. You've got Killer Clowns for life on it, and Hulk yep. Hogan is sitting in the driver's seat for you, right? For like, life, brother. <laughs> well, and you and I are both co- collectors, and some of there's a, a, a line of toys called, uh, was it Soda? Toy, S-O-T-A? Uh, yeah, yeah, Funko did, did those. I know you're not yeah. a pop guy, but did you get into the sodas? Uh, no, because all those Killer Clown ones, this is testament to how, like, People, oh, we're talking people love okay. this movie. Yeah, you're talking all about those... soda toys. Are you, are you talking S O T A soda toys? Yeah, S O T A. I thought you're talking about the Funko sodas. My bad, but no. I do know what you're talking about. Those are very expensive. All those, like in the in the box, not even in the box, are like a minimum of a hundred dollars for just a little figure. Yeah, it's it's hard out here for collectors. That's true, but uh, so you, you we both saw this, you know, in in. In the grand scheme of things, fairly recently. Yes. But I, the, and I, I know you like this movie, but I'll say this is probably my pick. I chose this, right? Would you yeah. say that? And there was a, there was a debate bad back and forth because we, we hadn't covered a killer clown movie for a minute. Uh, because we, we, we debated back and forth after we did our first season. We're like, well, which killer clown movie do we, do, do we want to mm-hmm. do? Do we want to do the It remake, the original It? Do we want to mm-hmm. do. Uh, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and we settled on Terrifier because the the Terrifier two was coming out, yeah. and then kind of blew up. Because we're Killer- shills for clicks. We're, we're shills for those clicks. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. <laughs> um, and so Killer Clowns from Outer Space has been one that we've wanted to do for a while. But yes, this is a Brent Tierhune pick, and this it is feels- a Brent Tierhune joint. This is if you go to the video store, it says Brent Tierhune's picks, and it says Killer yeah. Clowns from Outer Space, and also Strip Tease. That's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, this movie, uh, also PG-13. I think there's one F uh, word in, in there, which that means fuck. And <laughs> That's allowed in the PG-13. You get one. Yep. You get one. Uh, the, it starts out by the, the spaceship landing. And I, I do love like anything landing from the sky and like an old grizzled prospector being like, Ooh, that kid. Oh, that's an outer spaceship. There's gold over there. You know, I'm not, like, in, I'm not investigating any of it. I'm just like, nope. I'm sure the government is going to be there soon enough. The men in black will be there. I don't need to investigate. I can go home and go about my life. I really wanted this uh, this hillbilly farmer type to go to the, the big top and then come back and his wife is there and he's like, Sugar water. <laughs> People don't know that's Vincent D- uh, Vincent D'Onofrio from Full Metal Jacket. He's kingpin now <laughs> on Daredevil, and it's yeah. like that's Private Pile. He's got range. He can yeah. be like Full Metal Jacket and Sugar Water. I when you said from Full Metal Jacket, I thought you were gonna say that he that line is from Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> Sugar water. I can't get over the 
The big tall wooden climby thing. Why did you why did you turn into Shaggy from Scooby Doo? Like zoink, someone get some sugar water. We're going to numb. We're going to numb, <laughs> Scoop. We're not gonna make it. I love that as as Bloodhound is named Pooh <laughs> in this movie. Uh and yeah, it, it starts and it, it, it very it reminds me also of Stephen King and Creep Show when it the meteor falls from the sky and then he has to go look at it. Mm. I've never seen Creep Show. I spoiled it. Sorry. <laughs> There's a meteor, but I will never understand any horror movie logic where something happens that is unexplained. We should go investigate it. No, there are people who do that. Whether mm-hmm. it be a noise in a house or an actual big top showing up in a non-circus place like the middle of the woods. The mm-hmm. middle of the woods is a non-circus place. It's like it's like the clown in the woods. Like your very funny A plus joke you have in your stand up set. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, but you're I big tops don't belong in the woods, and I'm certainly not going there. The thing I love about this movie is that uh all the everything that has to do with the clowns is like circus or clown related. They it's not enough for them to just have like a laser gun, like an alien would. Mm-hmm. The gun they have turns you into cotton candy. Every like they have a popcorn gun. All the gimmicks were thought out in this movie. It's it's like there there's not like you normally you just have a laser gun, but they've replaced it with clown centric stuff, and that's what I there's like lore. You could have a sense of lore to this movie, you know. <laughs> the lore. If you get into the like, if you read the novelization and no, uh, the book like, is the, much better. <laughs> <laughs> the book is much better. This is uh actually based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> but what I like about evil clown movies is when they still keep the fundamentals of being a clown. That's why I think mm-hmm. Terrifier works because he's more of a mind, but he is very funny. He does clown stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like Pennywise doesn't do a lot of clowning. It's more just like being a terrifying villain while also happening to be a clown. Tim Curry kind of leaned into it more mm-hmm. uh, than Bill Skarsgård did in the new It remakes. But I I love that they're clowns. There's cotton candy. There's popcorn. It's all very like grounded in clown rally in clown reality. Yeah, clown rally, clown clown rally. clown rally, <laughs> clown sugar water, sugar water. <laughs> also, at the very beginning of this movie, I didn't know this, but the first film appearance from comedian Christopher Titus. I did. I this. did rehear that somewhere. Yeah, Titus it, had the show on Fox. Yeah, and uh, follows me on Twitter. Uh, he greatly respects me as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I do like his stand up a lot, but it's the, the guy walking across the street in front of the cop, and he's got like three bags of groceries. And uh, I, I've seen this movie multiple times and never realized that was Christopher Titus until now. Well, he didn't spike his hair yet. And that's why once he turned Super Saiyan, then, then we recognized him. He didn't but have it- one of those Garth Brooks mics <laughs> for all his hand gesturing during his yeah. stand up specials. <laughs> But I like that this kind of it, it's a very fun teenager movie too because you have like the make out point. Mm-hmm. You've got again, much like Phantasm, this was a different time when you could be an ice cream man and that that was your job. You could just live on that ice cream money. Yeah. I didn't all even year think long. about that. Well, this is another ice cream man movie. Yeah, maybe one day we'll cover the movie Ice Cream Man. No, never heard of her. <laughs> 
<laughs> with uh, Ron Howard's brother. Uh, Clint Howard. Clint Howard. It's a very fun, very silly movie. But yeah, this is another movie where Ice Cream Man was a viable profession in the year 1988. And, and not just for one guy, two guys. They partnered to get that truck and mm-hmm. to show... To be fair, they, they they seem to be very good at their job because they're like, people are up here having sex, making out. They're going to be hungry. Let's try to sell them some ice cream after they after they get done. I, I like that one of the guys uh, who both of them are comedians and uh, had like they did. It was a comedy duo and they performed a lot in the at the comedy store in L.A. But uh, one of them like says, you know, we only did this to meet girls. <laughs> they only came ice cream men become well what kind of girls are you hoping to meet dude because you know what kind of people come to an ice cream truck little kids no no woman's ever like been like man if i could only bang an ice cream man that's and like like those two women that are in the back of the truck yeah they're like well what what did you, what kind of women do you think we were well what did you think this was lady you're hanging out in an ice cream truck now listen, I disagree because I was watching this documentary about um, this woman who was stranded and an ice cream truck picked her up and she didn't have any money and she mm-hmm. said, well, how can I pay for this ice cream? And then they made love. Are you sure uh, that was a documentary? <laughs> it was. A, it, was. it wasn't it was a, a bus. <laughs> <laughs> they were actually on a boat and he kept calling himself Captain Stabbing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this seems... this. this this seems okay. Do you have an ice cream truck where you live? Um, so coincidentally, I live in a nice neighborhood now, but when I lived in a bad neighborhood, there was always an ice cream man. Mm. So it felt like extra shifty. Be like, why are you only in this bad neighborhood? Why do I not see you on like the beautiful boulevard? My friend, Um, Jeff Oske has a theory about that. Jeff, a comedian, Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, you never see him in rich neighborhoods because those little bastards already have ice cream in the fr- in the freezer. <laughs> it's that... like, and maybe in a poor neighborhood you can't afford it, but you could afford a dollar twenty five, as opposed to eight dollars for a thing of Edie's. You know? Have you ever heard an ice cream truck at a time when you shouldn't hear it? Like you're like, like at it's... night at makeout point. <laughs> yes, but I remember very distinctly when I lived in the neighborhood, like. It'd be eight thirty and be like, "What the what the, what the hell is the ice cream man mm-hmm. doing, blaring this horn? Like, what are you? Is this this has to be some sort of like money laundering or sex trafficking thing?" Uh, my my brother, thanks for bringing him up, Gavin. God. Uh, was an ice cream man, I think, for a week or so, and it was he was like a, the low man on the totem the totem pole, so they would give him the shit routes, <laughs> and you had to like buy the ice cream, you had to pay for it yourself. And then you would sell it to the people. So it was kind of like a, a what I understand was like a pyramid scheme of we're going to sell you the stuff and then you have to flip it. What? I did not really? That at least when he did it. I don't know if that's all companies. Was this Lululemon ice cream? What? Who did he work for? It was Lululemon ice Yeah. <laughs> Come to think of it, that's what it was. <laughs> And then he quit after a week because he has got too too much ass, right? Like, he was just drowning in women. Yeah. He's like, I'm, He's like, my dick's going to fall off. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak and spongy, <laughs> as they say on Futurama. 
while he's he's like, ah, oh, baby, sorry, I know we just made sweet, sweet love, but I'm going to need you to pay for that push pop. I can't yeah. be giving out freebies. i got to make this money back somehow. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I do love an ice cream man. Uh, and we <laughs> One that comes through the we, – we have a park by our house, so I think they tend to go over there, and you could hear the – the uh, the speaker, okay. D- d- does it just play like the normal ice cream sound? Uh I guess it's it's enough. It's like the music that you would hear from an ice cream truck or when a baby is born in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm talking. You hear you ever yeah. hear, hear like that music at a hospital, and you're like, mm. "Well, that must be a baby," because I don't know. <laughs> it's not a boob job, you know. They should play like "Girls, Girls, Girls" over the speaker when like. <laughs> Somebody's boob job is done. <laughs> I was gonna. I, I thought you were saying when like uh, somebody's daughter is born, and they play girls, girls, girls. <laughs> no, and then no. and then when a boy's born, they they play the boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Boys yeah. are back in town. Or they could have uh, the tall man come in and say, "Boy." <laughs> oh God, I <laughs> I have a nephew as well. He was not delivered by the tall man. So, so that's, that's good good on him. But you've got the ice cream people up on Makeout Point, and from the, from the jump, as we say, on the TikTok and on this podcast, it seems like the clowns are just here to mess everything up. They're turning people into cotton candy. They're making their... They're making their balloon animal dogs into actual bloodhounds, which is that so silly and so, so fun. Fu- yeah, maybe laugh. I forgot about that part where the you know he he makes the uh, the the balloon animal dog and then it starts sniffing. That's just almost like I don't know the old slapstick. Like you could almost see the Three Stooges doing that. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of just a funny gag, you know. Yeah, for sure, and that's what makes it so funny. And this is a PG thirteen horror movie, so mm-hmm. it is very family friendly. There's gonna be things that scare your younger sister Gabriella, but they're also, mm-hmm. but it's also like one that if your kids are trying to get into horror, they're like, well, what's something that that, that I can watch without a lot of sex or violence in it? Mm-hmm. And this is like a perfect entry point. Like maybe they maybe they check out Goosebumps, and then they want to go and watch something else. Um, and then this is a great, great point for them to look at. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree. Uh, do you have any highlights from the movie? Because I feel like this movie is just a bunch of gags put together. I mean, we, we opened the show with it. What do you do with those pies, boys? It's so <laughs> funny. And just the lead up to that scene where you have a clown car pull up and they all get out one at a time. And it's just mm-hmm. like... They're clowns. They're they're from outer space. They're aliens, but they're still fundamentally clowns. And yeah. just watching them slowly get out of a clown car and like seeing how many fit in there and then pulling out pies. It's so funny and iconic. And the way they kill people is so creative and inventive. And they have to keep that PG thirteen rating by making the kills fun and brutal, but still not over the top violent, but still very effective. And I feel like because they're clowns, because they couldn't just like have jumbo just like cutting people's intestines out the kills are more memorable because they are more sanitized and fun Mm -hmm. look i made a list of the clown gimmicks that we see uh in this movie and by gimmicks i mean we've got we got the popcorn gun Mm -hmm. we've got the puppet show uh the guy on the gazebo somehow just walks up to by himself and then the one puppet's trying to I guess bang the other puppet, but she doesn't want to. 
it's 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 a really good puppet show about consent and yeah. just watching that scene and watching that guy be like i don't want to watch this then get super into it mm-hmm. like you're by yourself my guy like <laughs> you you can walk away also this is like a pop up puppet show there that it was not scheduled mm-hmm. it just appeared you can leave did you have, you you ever have a puppet show come to your school when you were a kid yes mhm yeah puppets oh, were okay. yeah marionettes i love that shit so much (laughs) you're a big marionette fan Uh, i was back then i'd go see that now if i wasn't the only adult in the room without a kid (laughs) you were you were fundamentally moved by the nsync album no strings attached and you're like true you're like that's where it started you're like i need to be i this is what i need to do i yeah marionettes for me are very very um interesting i love like team america world police mm-hmm. they they do marionettes um i know that uh puppet master that series kind of messed with marionettes originally yeah. before they became like possessed with the souls of german world war ii soldiers <laughs> or whatever uh-huh. uh, but yeah what what is it about marionettes that 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 really does it for you. I don't know. It's just something about the. I don't know. I just I love a puppet in general, whether it's a marionette or, you know, I I when I was a kid I watched uh, was it Sherry and Lamb Chops. Yeah, this Those is a song that never ends. Mr., yeah, Mister Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the puppets. I love watching that stuff for whatever reason. Because I in my head I'm willing to recognize that that puppet is a separate entity. Even though it's the same person doing both, yeah, I'm I like I know magic is not real, but I'm willing to just buy into it that this guy's actually making things disappear. That kind of belief. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big. You and I are both big fans of the Muppets as well. Oh yeah, How, yeah. that's probably <laughs> the biggest influence. <laughs> I like the way you're naming like all these deep cuts for our audience. Mm-hmm. Like Eureka's Castle, we've got Lamb Chop, we got uh-huh. Mister Rogers. We're like, um, what about the Muppets? Uh, yeah, Sesame Street. God damn! <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> if you don't know who the Muppets are, kids, um, you know that uh, frog gif uh, drinking the tea that says "None of my business." He's mm-hmm. one of the Muppets. Um, That's true. Before he was a meme, uh, yeah. that <laughs> he was actually a very famous frog named Kermit. Uh, there is a, a a picture of uh, Frog, uh, of Kermit with fangs biting. Uh, who's the guy? He's a Miss, an old, Miss Piggy. No, it's an old timey actor, like a Don horror Knotts. actor. He was in. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> people are yelling at their device. He was in House on Haunted Hill. Vincent Price. Yes, just biting, and then Vincent Price has fangs in the next picture. That's funny. I like, I like the way it. that I like the way that my mind immediately went to Don Knotts when you said old timey actor. Yeah, well, we <laughs> should also watch the Ghost of Mister Chicken too, but uh, <laughs> but I digress. Another, but I digest. <laughs> uh, you got they got the puppet show, the cotton candy gun. My favorite. There's maybe two favorite scenes in this movie, and the one that I've uh, just taken like a thirty second video of and posted on social media multiple times is the bicycle scene with the bikers. Oh yes, when he when he like boxes them? Yeah, when cuz uh what what's the clown's name is that Shorty? Shorty, yes. tiny, you know. He he rides up and all these gang all these bikers are busted. It's a clearly like a little clown, you know. <laughs> and they're like, "Can we ride your bike?" 
and he's and I love the the alien language because like he he puts on the boxing gloves the clown and you could he almost says like put him up put him up mm-hmm. but it's not it's like gibberish <laughs> you know? but it's like in my yeah. head you clearly saying put him up mm-hmm. and then I just love that the guy says what are you gonna do knock my block off and, and then what's he do <laughs> he knocks his block off uh, yeah. I love the salty language the boxers or the, or the bikers use. Mm-hmm. I've watched Sons of Anarchy a few times. Mm-hmm. And when Clay Morrow threatens Jax Teller and says, if you don't fall in line, I'm going to knock your block off. I was like, this <laughs> is salty language. My God, that's why it's that's on right. FXX. Because <laughs> you got to say knock your block off. Ooh, that is some. That, those are some threats, my friend. Even he smashes the the bike, and the, the other bike is like, he should uh, the man should have let him ride his bike. <laughs> and then, then he gets his head punched off, and it flies into a trash can. And that same biker goes, "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> I like I love how unaffected they are by watching their friend get decapitated by a clear, deformed little person. Yeah, like in even- one punch. Even if you take out of the, even if you suspend your disbelief and be like, okay, it's not an alien clown, it is still a short, deformed person mm-hmm. boxing you in a street at night. Like put that's him up. A, put him like up. you like just leave, go home, or run. Even after you watch him get the cat, don't be like, damn, like you're, <laughs> like like you're Ron Simmons, okay? Damn. <laughs> and I like I lo- like especially that clown is very cute. And a lot of all these clowns are they have their cute things that they do because like the special effects are great because you'll get a close up of the face and like the lip the lips will move or the ears will move. Like I would say these are pretty good special effects for a a budget of under two million dollars. They were definitely made with love. You can mm-hmm. tell that. And even though the clowns are scary, they do have a cuteness to them. Mm-hmm. Like they like they are very toyetic. Like yeah. you can make toys of them and make them cute and make them sellable to like teenage girls mm-hmm. who are who are weird and getting into their goth music. Uh, <laughs> but I yeah, they're, they're very cute and these effects hold up way better. Even the effects that are like the the like the digital effects, like the mm-hmm. like the ship landing, those don't look that bad because they aren't. They are used very sparingly throughout, mm-hmm. and like the cotton candy gun and the transformation, like it's it's cheesy and it's corny, but it's supposed to be. But I still think it holds up a lot better than like like Hellraiser, for example, when they uh, put <laughs> them the back in the box and they they just get like weird blue lightning all over their bodies, which. Uh, the, the last, the big, uh, clownzilla, the big clown at the, at the end, you know, Jojo the, the clown. Yep. The boss of the video game, essentially. Yeah. Is that boss was, music I hear? Uh, was like supposed to be stop, uh, stop motion. Mm-hmm. And when we think back a couple weeks, uh, to evil dead, we had yeah. some stop motion in there. And even after that, I went and watched evil dead two and that has way more stop motion but you could just tell when it was clay versus like a practical guy in a suit. And I think that would have, it, it, you know, I know it's not real, but I was also, then I was watching for the stop motion. It kind of took me out of the movie. When I get taken out of a movie, when it's doing 
stop motion like that. It's not so much the stop motion looks bad. It's because the actors are on a green screen and how mm-hmm. they transpose it. Like the the lighting is off. And it's like when they did Jason and the Argonauts, because that's like a big triumph of stop motion when when, when he fights the skeletons or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember growing up watching that and being like, this is so cool. And now I watch it back and I'm like, that is shitty. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was innovative, but it looks real bad now. Mm-hmm. But as somebody who loves stop motion and watches and used to try to do stop motion animation videos with, like, my friends and stuff, it's always... A, a technical masterpiece, and when you do it well, like a Nightmare Before Christmas or a Coraline, mm-hmm. it's amazing. But then sometimes you're like, "Ooh, really should have let that one cook a little bit longer." And I think a big part of it is some of the ones that aren't as good. They have a human element. There's a human in the scene. Yeah, but like you don't watch Gumby and think, "Wow, this looks shitty." I just think it all <laughs> looks stop motion, you know, or night- <laughs> Nightmare on Elms or Christmas, Night Before Christmas, you know. Yeah. That type of stuff, where there's that human element where you definitely can tell. So I yeah. think you know it, that the Clownzilla ended up just being uh, the director or a Charles Kyoto in a suit. I think so. It looks much better, you know. But the these effects, it's like they're having the those popcorn clown snake things in the bathroom mm-hmm. popping out of the yeah. I I think your name's Debbie in the movie. I don't know how you could not. Your your floor is covered in popcorn in the bathroom. <laughs> How do you not think uh, something might be up, you know? And she also just, like, takes her clothes off and throws them in the hamper, popcorn and all. And I, like, there are times when I when I have friends over and we're watching, like, a, a sporting event or something very manly and masculine, and I'll get, like, chips on myself or whatever, and I, I brush myself immediately. I don't immediately go and take that with, like, chip dust and throw it in the hamper. I, I make sure I brush off on the floor first before yeah. I uh, go go doing that. You you take the you, – you subscribe to the Jay-Z school of advice, and you brush your shoulders off. <laughs> I do. I brush my shoulders off. I brush my chest off. And I know that you won't illegally search my shit. I know this. <laughs> the, the, these are things I've learned from Jay-Z's albums. You couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. <laughs> it's a hard knock life for <laughs> us. The And the other, uh, we've got the, the other gimmick is the, the clown in the invisible car <laughs> next to the guy. Like, this is just, shit is ludicrous, you know? It's, it's ludicrous. Uh, it's, it, it, it is truly ludicrous because when that clown is in the invisible car, he is saying, move, bitch, get out the way. <laughs> yep. Get out the way, bitch, true. get out the way. Back seat, windows up. That's the way we like to chuckle. They're clowns. <laughs> PG thirteen. <laughs> PG thirteen, and they and they use their one f word already, so they yeah. gotta keep it very clean. But how do you feel about the? Uh, what other gimmicks did you have? Uh, I had the the other favorite uh, one from this movie that I have at least is the shadow puppet, which you talked about. Yes, the most memorable thing. You know, when you're a kid and you see like parts of movies on the TV. And then you never go back and, and find what it was. Yeah. This is so memorable and so distinct that I was like, what was that movie? And it's it's very Googleable. It's something mm-hmm. you can Google and be like, what is this thing in this movie? Like, what's the movie? And that's how I found it, I think. It's like, what is the clown movie that had the shadow puppets? And it's like, Killer mm-hmm. from Outer Space. You have to have a, a, a scene like that very distinct. So if you need to Google it or find out what it is. You you can because trying to describe a movie scene where it's like very vague or very very cliche, you're mm-hmm. not gonna find it. But this one, you you can be like, oh, what's the movie with the bubblegum cocoons? Yeah, I 
I love it because the clown projects a lot of images on there, like a, the lady dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, th- but my favorite is like George Washington in the boat, <laughs> because that means these intergalactic <laughs> beings somehow know anything about American history. <laughs> Well, they knew once they got to America, they need to respect our founding fathers. Mm-hmm. And the, the, as the clowns display the entire movie, they are they are using their Second Amendment rights to bear arms with those with cotton, cotton candy, candy guns and a popcorn gun. <laughs> they were just open carrying like is their right as Americans mm-hmm. visiting. Uh, come and take it. Come and take it. Bubble bubble bubble. You know they're saying come and take it. <laughs> but I, I just I just love that it's like a just fun puppets uh, clearly would have never been made by that clown's hands and then it turns into a T-Rex and eats them. The people at the bus stop first off should have never enjoyed that. They're at a bus stop at mm-hmm. late at night and like, "Oh, here's a clown. What's this about? What's it? Yeah. Oh, good. This seems implausible, but yeah, he's making George Washington cross the Delaware and dancers." <laughs> and oh, and then he just eats them. He eats them from the bus stop hole. Where do they go? We do not know. No. And that that's like the I don't really know. Is there a clear motive of why this is happening? Do they they eat like the the clown cocoons? That's their food, or yeah, they 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 eat people because later on in the ship, when you got the, yeah yeah when when Dave and Mike, the human characters who are in this as well, who are kind of in, in like a weird thruple with Debbie Stone, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Debbie character, they go to the cocoon and like the the clowns pull out a straw and just like drink them like a spider would. The craziest straw, by the, the way. The craziest straw with a K, by the way. And he's like going around and testing all the cocoons or something, <laughs> like it's a farm. Yeah, but it's like I, they had all these cocoons. So does that mean they went somewhere else on Earth, or do they are these other beings from uh, the galaxy? That is a very good question. We could have ourselves a Predator Two situation where you open one of the cocoons and it is a xenomorph. And Wouldn't like, you? Yeah, love it where they did a Predator uh, alien crossover with Killer Clowns. I would. I'd be so down for that. I would be so down. That's something that that may happen. That should happen in like a video game because you've had like horror movie crossovers in Mortal Kombat and mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight. Give me Killer Clowns abducting a Predator. And then drinking it or like using the predator may not be any match for a cotton candy gun. No, I would say because they got you got acid pies versus acid from the alien, the yeah. spit or whatever. Mm. I want to see Rocky boxing one of those cotton candy cocoons. <laughs> that is, uh, I, I know you haven't seen Creed 3 yet, but that's actually what happens when he's training to fight John oh, the Majors. Shit. Uh, Rocky goes, let's go, we're good, go, let's go, show you something real quick. Then they go to the woods, he's like, look, we're going to hit this cotton candy cocoon. He's like, like, okay, okay. I can understand the aliens better than I can uh, Rocky. (laughs) Sometimes they give something like killing easy person. (laughs) Do you think uh, they're going to get so far into these Creed movies that even they're just going to look at each other, other characters, and be like, I don't know what this dude's saying. It's so bad. I lost Adrian. This is what happened. So we had the shadow puppets. We had the clown 
parade vacuum. Like they're just going through the middle of downtown or whatever it is. It was it was sucking so, people up. It was and they they did a clown parade one year before Jack Nicholson did as the Joker in Batman eighty nine. Mm-hmm. So all you, if you I'm I'm guarantee if you put Prince's music over that parade, you're like this fits too. <laughs> This is yeah. perfect. Prince makes music for clown parades where clown parades should not be happening. You ever box with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> damn. <laughs> I like and the I, way that the, the damn guy is just in Batman now. I, damn. <laughs> I am vengeance. I am the night. Damn. That that's I, I love it because that's his response is this guy was just decapitated by a clown and boxing gloves with one punch. <laughs> and there are so many words. And what he chose was, damn, not goddamn or fuck. Or, you know, like. It's the perfect word and expression because it conveys so much. One, damn, I watched yeah. that happen. Damn, I respect it. <laughs> yeah. we, we shouldn't have messed with his bike. We should not. Now he has to walk home. And they're like they're like throwing out the clown cocoons from the buildings and then sucking up the clowns with that little I don't know what kind of machine this is like mm-hmm. a big parade float again <laughs> it all comes back to like clown activities. My favorite scene and this is one that is so it's it's such a funny sight gag mm-hmm. um, is when I think it's Debbie who's trying to jump out the window to try to get away from the clown oh, popcorn. Yeah. And there's four clowns dressed like firefighters mm-hmm. holding a trampoline to catch her. They did not have to go the extra mile and put on actual firefighters' outfits. But no. they're like they're like, Yeah, this sound this is what we do. We are committed to our bit. And it's hilarious. Yeah, it's just that clown act it's just clown activity. And I love it. <laughs> clown activity. Uh, they they and also they turn Debbie into a balloon, which was a they have to keep her alive, mm-hmm. or they put her inside of a balloon because then then they're gonna take her back to the ship, and then then you're like, what are they gonna do with her? Yeah, they're they're cotton candying everybody else, but they're gonna they're gonna breed with Debbie. That's or? ominous, like because <laughs> as far as I there's no like female. They all looked like male clowns to me, right? Well, what about the... But then the big titty balloon clowns later (laughs) with the ice cream brothers. Yeah, the ice cream brothers. I would have fallen for that (laughs) quick. Like, Be like, listen, I don't care if that wig comes off halfway through. I'm going to finish with Jumbo, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) He's that BBC, that big, beautiful clown. (laughs) Were were those like female clowns or, or were they in drag? I don't want to speculate on the gender identity of the clowns. I feel like that would that'd be uncouth in this day and age. No, I'm being couth. Be couth. <laughs> I think they were lady clowns. I think they were female clowns, but they just they just had to keep them maybe uh, in case of emergencies. I mean, if you can have a lady gremlin, you can mm-hmm. have some lady clowns. Well, who's got to bake all those space pies? <laughs> <laughs> You get back in that space kitchen, bake me spies. I'd be out here all day working hard, putting on goddamn puppet shows, vacuuming a bunch of fucking parade shit. When I come home to my spaceship, I expect a goddamn pie in the oven for me to eat when I get off work. 
What are you going to do with those pies, boys? <laughs> I'm sorry, Jumbo. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I like somehow that like that's the shitty side of these. They're like they're sexist because <laughs> got to bake me a pie, woman. You know what? Truly, I know that we 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 have trouble sometimes finding common ground with people that we don't know who may not be from our country or this planet, but we can all agree that sexism is the universal language. Yep. That's that some of that charming dirt baggery that uh, our yeah. talking about. <laughs> I don't know if it's charming anymore. I feel like there's like, you know what? This is like Andrew Tate light. I feel I like said they're really it's charming. <laughs> Uh, there, th- yeah, he takes a, a big long drag off that uh, straw from the cotton candy cocoon. <laughs> really took the edge off. Yeah. Oh, that really hits the spot. Um, and then we, we, you know, we've referenced it several times, but those acid pies apparently turn you into a a, a, a ice cream sundae or something. <laughs> it just melts you into an ice cream sundae. Yeah. So the scene at the end when when they're going to like the big top to have the big showdown. There, there's a security guard who is two hours away from retirement, I would assume, because he is very old. If the pies didn't get him, old age and angina was going to get him, yeah. I think. I th- uh, That man's had his share of angina. <laughs> let me tell you. Well, that, that means vagina, right? <laughs> it, yes, it does. Okay, I'm just cool, saying it cool. very wrong. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, he gets uh, pies thrown at him, and they, and they melt him, similar to... So, and it starts out fun, but then like blood starts coming off of him, and it again becomes very uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where you're like, "Damn, damn, uh, <laughs> this is happening." That character, the security guard, was actually supposed to be comedian Soupy Sales. Do you know? You ever heard of that guy, Soupy Sales? I, I I've heard of him, but mm-hmm. I don't. Was he like a? Was he like a silent film actor? Or the thing is, I I know the name, but I. I couldn't tell you. That's out of my comedy uh, IQ, I guess. But he was known uh, for b- having pies thrown at him. So they wanted to fly him in and be that character, but the producers didn't want to uh, spring for the plane ticket uh, for the production. And I don't I don't know. How much did a plane ticket cost back in 30 years ago in 88? Uh, I know it's about two or $300 now. But it's like ticket cost in 1987. They spent $7,000 on that popcorn gun, Gavin. That's the actual (laughs) number, but they wouldn't spring to get a plane ticket so they could throw pies at this classic comedian. So a plane ticket in the year 1987, which was when this was being shot, Mm -hmm. uh, the average domestic airline fare was $189.94. And I just did the math in today's dollars. That's forty-two kajillion dollars. <laughs> it is actually, according to Google, yeah. uh, four hundred and nine dollars and fourteen cents. I I guess that's uh, a little steep to just bring this guy in because then they were like they didn't think most people would even know who that was, you know. And I think they're right because for me, comedy did not start existing until 2005 when Dane Cook got big. Yeah, uh, Dane Cook. Sufi. <laughs> Sufi. <laughs> now you tell me they're gonna fly in Dane Cook to throw pies, and I'll be like, uh, be like, who shit on the coats? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ever just like throw a pie? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You ever throw a pie? You ever throw a pie? Yeah. You be like. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, how they they did the pies is you'll notice that when they throw the pies, nobody ever gets hit with the pie tin. 
So they they put like a little strap on the pie tin, and people would throw the pie, and all the shit would come out of the pie tin, but it would the tin would never fly. That doesn't make for a good gag. Mm, what the pie tin hitting them? Yeah, like because yeah. when you know you'll notice it's mostly just looks like slop flying at them. You know, <laughs> I remember one time as a motivator in eighth grade, um, for pie day, they mm. had my eighth grade class, and my friend Mark Hurt won. And he, it was like, whichever person in whatever class can, like, memorize the most numbers of pi, the 3.1415, 3. 1. that's it. You're already wrong. It's like 3.1496, then I'm out. There you go. Yeah. Um, but my, my friend Mark was able to memorize the most numbers of pi. And then, so we got to pie our teacher in the face. Okay. But they, but they used like a frozen pie, so it just like. But they didn't thaw it. <laughs> so it's just like watching, just kind of like gently pushing a pastry into a teacher's face. Yeah. It's like no, all you gotta do is like get a pie tin, fill it with whipped cream, mm-hmm. and then put it in their face. That's it. You don't have to use like a Marie Calendar pie <laughs> that we have not thawed out because we did not have the foresight. I do love the the just not thawing the pie out, taking it right from the freezer, and just beating the shit out somebody. With it. Can you see like a throwing it like a frisbee and then just cutting somebody's head off, and then that biker's like, "Damn." Teachers getting the. What happened at school today, Gavin? Well, I watched a teacher get the shit kicked out of him. We by got a, the pie. By a... <laughs> what kind was it? Frozen. That's what kind was. She got cut by a blueberry at one point. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, and I, I do like, like throwing a pie is like. Back in the day, they had two gags. It was slipping on a banana peel and throwing a pie. It's when comedy was at its purest. You just know you see a Three Stooges short and there's any kind of pie anywhere that somebody's getting hit with that pie. Mm-hmm. It's Chekhov's pie. It's a re- yeah. You show it at the beginning of the short. You got to show it at the end, and they're <laughs> you always gotta, like, "You got to shoot somebody with it by the end of it." We took these three vagrants and we're trying to sophisticate them and enter them into. Uh, high society. That's always, there's like so many Three Stooges shorts where they're trying, it's essentially trading places <laughs> where they're like trying to sophisticate a hobo and <laughs> and put him in a tux, you know? You and, you and that's still today, like all these YouTubers out there who give money to the homeless, that's all we're trying to do is, mm-hmm. is make them a little nicer and then if you get them, if you get them near a pie, like I don't care if you're Mr. Beast or PewDiePie, like they're like, uh-oh, what's this gonna yeah. be? And then it, you get beat to death with a frozen pie. <laughs> Remember me. <laughs> um, and then we get the the clown boss. Uh, oh, I forgot the other gag. We need to talk about this cop, Mooney. Mm, yes, Mooney he is, here. He is. He takes himself very seriously. He is the he is the cop of this small town or sheriff of the small town, and he takes it very seriously. I like that he'll just pull. The, I like so many cop shows or like even like 50s 60s 70s like a guy that works like a real job will just pull a bottle of booze out of a desk (laughs) and then the boss will be like let me get some of that like nobody says a goddamn (laughs) thing about these people drinking at work (laughs) okay don draper we see you over here but if like you were working at mcdonald's in 1980 they'd be like what are you doing you know like (laughs) 
goddamn, goddamn ice cream machine's down again. Double like, cheeseburgers, <laughs> my ass. <laughs> Getting too old for this shit. <laughs> but he's just drinking as a cop uh, in in the and like he doesn't believe anybody. He's giving everybody shit for like these people drinking wine out in public or whatever. And he's just a. Uh, such a he's got a great voice by the way this guy mm-hmm. this cop's voice he's from something and i don't remember what i looked him up one time before um but just a, just a shit character that everybody's happy uh when he gets his you know yeah you gotta and, love that when that happens and uh then he, he becomes the the ventriloquist doll i think he's in animal house and dirty harry Mm, yeah, it looks like those. Yeah, Dirty Harry, Animal House, Airplane Two, the sequel. Yeah, those are on the IMDb. Uh, that yeah, is. Airplane Two, the squeakquel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is where, like, when he gets killed originally, and then they turn him into a puppet. Mm-hmm. That's when it gets like, oh, this is kind of dark. This because is because he pulls his hand out of him and it's covered in blood. And you're but, like, oh, okay. This is, it, it definitely gets kicked up a notch. When but you they see, still paint a little red on his cheeks. Like They are committed to the clown bits. They are mm-hmm. committed, and I appreciate that. You know in comedy, the funniest thing that you can do is commit to a bit. That's true. Commit to a bit. That's, that is that uh, is part of our Patreon series on <laughs> how to do comedy good. Commit, commit. to the bit. Come in, no matter how bad it. Are you up there for a tight five and you're eating shit at three? Do ten more minutes and show how committed to the bit you are. That light is encouraging you to keep going. <laughs> yeah, and when they flash it from the back of the room, that means really keep going. <laughs> when they cut the mic off, they say put it down and yell at this crowd. <laughs> yell. At I do crowd. like they foreshadowed this cop because he goes, "Go ahead, Dave." Make a dummy out of yourself, but nobody's going to make a dummy out of me. No, that is some clever screenwriting and foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Mm. Now, to defeat the clowns, I think, much like the video game Shadow of the Colossus, I think it's a liability to have your weak point be a huge focal point of your (laughs) face or a large glowing spot on your body that you need to put a sword or gunshot into. It's like the putties on Power Rangers where you got to hit them literally in the middle of the chest. <laughs> you got to hit them in the Z. And then yeah. not only do you hit them in the Z, but then they explode. It's like that scene. Like put your weak point in the in the widest the area butthole. possible. <laughs> That's a much different Power Rangers episode. If you have to have, <laughs> like, if you have, to have the, the Black Ranger trying to think of pop an asshole <laughs> to, to beat a putty. Um. Yeah, I don't. I have a bunch of facts. Uh, we've kind of covered the movie with actually talking about the story because we've got the cop uh, who is now a cuck. Uh, who uh, is, then we have Debbie, and then we have my favorite character's name, Mike Tobacco. Is <laughs> <laughs> his name? <laughs> he was in that. Uh, he, he was in that Ice Cream Man documentary actually that, that I watched. It's like, what's your name, Mike Tobacco? Mike Tobacco. No, take off your panties. Uh, yeah, they're, they're at makeout point and they go check, they see the clowns and now they, they're trying to convince the whole town or at least the cops. And of course, nobody's going to believe them. And then hijinks occur. The end. That's it. That's all. <laughs> also, no car in this movie 
is ever wrecked. Really? Uh, most yeah. Well, because you could tell just by the way they edit. Like, uh, there was a couple that uh, okay it says most of the vehicles used in the film were rented and therefore were not allowed to be damaged. Two cars were accidentally damaged. One was driven off a bridge, although it was only intended to roll a short distance. And the jeep filled uh, with webbing needed three thousand dollars of repairs after uh, the solvent damaged the interior. But you'll like there's the scene where the cop car rear ends the ice cream truck mm-hmm. they just they just cut it too quick and then put it close up no car is ever like really damaged in this movie i mean it makes sense if you, if you don't want to damage the car and, and you don't have the budget to like go through cars and stuff mm-hmm. that makes sense but i i i guess i didn't notice it just because i was so taken in by the movie mm-hmm. itself yeah, I'm a filmmaker, so we we notice that stuff. <laughs> so, that's why I watch a killer clowns. <laughs> You're like, I wonder if they shot this scene during the golden hour when the lighting is just right. That's right. You could do a chainsaw dance. <laughs> um, at the end, Deputy Dave was supposed to die in the explosion, but uh, audiences, when they did test screenings, didn't like it, so they changed it. Um, yeah, no real main characters die in this. It's all like people who deserve it. It's not like people who had it coming, like the police like chief, that security guard. <laughs> <laughs> that poor innocent security yeah. guard. He really had it coming. I actually heard that he uh, he actually hits his kids. So yeah, that was the, that was the, like a uh, they they thought it was just too raw and real for the <laughs> this clown movie. So they cut that scene because right mm-hmm. before he gets those pies, he's violently whipping his kids and grandkids. Actually, that's true. It's, uh, it was generational. It's just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are four molds uh, made uh, for the clowns. One was peanut shaped. One's triangular. One circular, and the other was an inverted triangle. From those four molds, the effects artist uh, produced two uh, clown characters from each, and Clownzilla had its own mask molded specifically for its appearance. And as I said, they uh, took some of those and made them into the trolls in uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, okay. I thought I was, I was thinking about the, the trolls movies from today. I was like, no. what? <laughs> I just recently try- watched Troll 2 for the first time. Oh, oh my God! Just so such a masterpiece it's great i've never I don't seen know why it. everybody thinks it's it's you know one of those that everybody says is the worst movie of all time and it's pretty bad mm, uh yeah. and we didn't watch troll one and uh it's like isn't troll it, is, two isn't there no troll one isn't they no there is there is a uh, troll troll one okay but troll two is called troll two but then in the movie they're all goblins <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's appropriation right there. Yeah, we don't we don't play that around here. Mm-mm. I'm um, a real trolls played by trolls. Now let me ask you, since you know, had so, made so much money, uh, and there, there's always been rumors of sequels and stuff. Do you want to see a sequel for Killer Clowns in Outer Space? Not now, no, no, because no. that that they planned a, a requel in 2012. And uh, Stephen Kyoto was uh, set to direct, and um, the guy, the main guy, Grant Kramer, was going to come back as Mike Tobacco. <laughs> and according to Mister Tobacco, uh, they he'd be a town drunk whose ramblings about the clowns are dismissed. When the clowns come back, Tobacco 
uh, had been preparing for the return a la Laurie Strode. That's not in this, but I imagine. <laughs> or Sally said. Hargitay from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Uh, he te- he teams up with two young street performers to fight them. Kramer also said that there might be multiple sequels, each centered around um, characters from the original movie. It was reported later that the release date had been delayed, and according to the Facebook page for the film, it was, quote, officially in post-production. That means, like, the movie is done. Is done. Uh, and then it got pushed back, and then we've never seen it. So in 2016, Stephen Kyoto stated the efforts uh, to make a Killer Clowns movie had shifted to a TV series. Um, I, so. I, I think I'd rather watch a TV series than, than a movie. Yeah, then I'm trying to think of like how you do it to sustain the gag over 10 episodes, you know? That's my thing. I don't... I think had they done another sequel right after this in the 80s or early 90s, I think it would have been really fun. Mm-hmm. But to go now, because this movie is as old as I am. It's 36 years old, almost 37 years old, somewhere around there. I I don't see it, because they, they would do so much CGI, and I feel like it would really lose that charm and the aesthetic. You would have to, You would have to go to great lengths to make it look like the 80s. And try to recapture that spirit and that feel. It, it would it would take a lot of work to do that. Now there's a I guess rumored or not rumored. There's a trailer, a whole website for they're going to have Killer Clowns the video game. Yeah, so that is going to happen. That is a right now. It seems like ever since Dead by Daylight and Friday the Thirteenth, these asymmetrical multiplayer games became popular. They are trying to snatch up every horror franchise to turn it into an asymmetrical horror game. Asymmetrical is when you have like one killer versus four people or just it, it, it's like one verb versus more than one mm-hmm. asymmetrical kids. This is your math lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so you had Friday the 13th, you had dead by daylight doing it. Uh, dead by Texas day. Daylight. Chainsaw Massacre just came out, right? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is due out, I think next month in May. So okay. that should be out sometime. And that's actually doing something very, very unique where it's three versus four. And I think this one is also, the Killer Clowns game is also like 3v4, because normally it's one versus how many ever. Yeah. But uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game is actually, you they're, they're like creating new Sawyer family members for, for the games. So you're not just like Leatherface. It's not just like four Leatherfaces going after him. Yeah. It's like, look you what can, your brother did to the door. Like you can be like the dad and you can be like the hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, and maybe Grandpa. I don't know. Be Franklin. <laughs> you gonna be Franklin? Sally? 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 Yes. He he's his power is annoying you until you log <laughs> out of the game. Leatherface <laughs> died of annoyance. But yeah, they are doing a Killer Clowns game, and the trailer it looks cool. I in a million years never thought anybody would try to make a Killer Clowns from Outer Space video game, but it mm-hmm. looks good. How it will play, I don't know. It could yeah. be great um but it could be kind of meh because that the Mm -hmm. evil dead game came out it it was asymmetrical it came out last summer and i played it a little bit then they added like a battle royale mode that i played back in like february for a little bit and then that game's kind of falling off too so it'll see it'll be interesting to see if the game has a sustainable player base and becomes a success kind of like dead by daylight which which is going into now seventh year but because Mm -hmm. they have like all the licensed characters and they keep evolving the game People stick around. 
but Killer Clowns is very niche. It'll be interesting to see if they actually like keep a player base and and if the game is actually fun or not or or just a cash grab. Did you see the short film they did for it was like um was it Halloween Horror Nights? I did not. It was like a 2 minute thing and it had Shorty I think is the the little the little clown. He shrinks a car and then steps on it. Uh oh. spoiler alert by the way. Sorry. Mm. Uh, but it, it's two minutes and it was like a trailer for the Halloween Horror Nights at, uh, was it Universal Studios or whatever it is? Yes. But it, it was kind of like a digital, he looked like a digital clown. It's like what you were saying, but it's, i part of the appeal and the charm is having those practical effects. Mm-hmm, yes, for sure. Uh, one thing we did not mention, I don't know how we can be an hour and 10 minutes into a podcast and not mention one of the best parts of this movie, and that is it has one of, if not the best theme song mm-hmm. ever. This out, like they just recently released this uh, soundtrack on vinyl, mm-hmm. and people went crazy for it. And they have like, like the Kyoto sign it and everything. This has one of the most bopping theme songs of all time. I don't mm-hmm. know if you if you edit if you want to drop a line in there or whatever, but it is so as you look at me you're like you son of a bitch. Thanks for making more work for me, Gavin. That's <laughs> but, great. <laughs> but this song is so hype. It's so good. It's so distinct. Are you pulling up on your phone right now? You're like, no, I'm making the the edit mark. <laughs> so I have to search for it. <laughs> just going to pull it up. But it is like it's it's iconic. It 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 is just a good song if you don't know what it's from. Is a, a punk band, I don't remember who did it, but they wrote the song without seeing the movie first. And then they have a a good score. There's that uh thing uh, in the movie where they're like marching towards town, it's like there's a sign off to the left and they're mm-hmm. marching towards town. I don't remember what that piece of music is called, but I think it was originally supposed to be in Friday the 13th, uh, six maybe. Mm. Uh, and that, that, uh, composer didn't get the gig. So he saved it for a year later when he used it for killer clowns. Yes. Such a, an iconic theme, and this has a really good soundtrack. I know you're a big guy on like buying soundtracks on vinyl. Is this mm-hmm. one you would you would pick up on vinyl? Maybe I'd have to. I'd listen to it on Apple Music first, and if it was like worth thirty dollars, yeah, then I'd I'd buy it. Maybe I think it's way more. I think it's way more than thirty dollars, my guy. Well, shut your mouth. They're gonna charge more for it if you keep talking <laughs> about it. I mean, it's pretty. It's a pretty shitty pressing. I mean, I'd pay maybe. <laughs> I'd only pay maybe ten dollars for it, maybe somewhere it, around there. The pressing has to look like a pie, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> need that colored vinyl. Need need that pie variant. <laughs> Any other thoughts on this movie? It's great. It's fun. It was really fun to go back and revisit this. And this is honestly one of my favorite episodes that we've done because it's not a very serious movie where it's going to make you feel bad. And horror, no, horror sometimes can be very bleak and very depressing. We recently watched uh, a, a Finnish film called, uh, or a Swedish film called Hatching, and it was just, like, bleak and depressing. Uh, but, like, Killer Clowns is, like, a nice palate cleanser where you can, horror should be fun. It should be something to experience with your friends at, yep. at slumber parties. And if you have any slumber parties coming up, listeners who are probably in their 20s and 30s who listen to this podcast if you have any slumber parties coming up for maybe your kids or maybe you're going to a child slumber party i don't know your life please don't do that but if you are maybe get a killer clown from outer space and uh watch that because it's a really fun slumber party movie 
Uh, they did hear you, and the soundtrack is uh, $60. So there you <laughs> go, Gavin. Oh, God, I keep making the price go up. I'm that, <laughs> That's on me. That's my fault. Yeah, this movie is just fun. Like, it's it, it's like you said, and I said at the beginning, it's like you, pu- you would put this on at a party, and everybody would just laugh at it. It'd be fun. Yeah, you can't put something on, like, really. You can't put on something that you got to, like, watch. You can't put the witch on. And as background yeah. noise, guys, come on, no, stop drinking and talking. We got it. It's it's already hard to understand when you're paying attention. <laughs> the witch. I'm trying to watch the witch over here. Uh, listen, I'm trying to li- li- listen to Billy over here. Okay, <laughs> guys, I'm I'm trying to watch uh, Cannibal Holocaust. That might be <laughs> one to watch at a party too, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> what party are you going to? Is this like your? I, I have to go, go to prison the next morning, and I gotta have one last hurrah with with my gang of pirates. Like, what are you watching Cannibal Holocaust with? I got uh, pop for cannibalism, believe it or not. So. <laughs> we're doing a marathon. We got Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal the Musical, and then we're ending with Hannibal. Yes. Uh, what was your oh shit moment? Oh shit moment is when he pulls the hand out of the puppet. And it's just like a bloody okay. hand because you're like, oh shit, okay, this this movie does have some teeth to it. Mine is, what are you gonna do? Knock my block off? <laughs> and then they do. Yes. Then uh, and then favorite kill. Favorite kill for me gotta be the shadow puppets just because it stuck with mm-hmm. me. It's how I discovered this movie for the first time and how I eventually tracked it down. That shadow puppet kill, amazing, amazing kill, and just so much fun. Uh, likewise, same thing for me. So, God damn it, no, no real conflict on this episode at all. So. No, we just, 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 just two bros enjoying a clown movie. Uh, if people like killer clowns from outer space, what else should they watch? Uh, I don't know. A lot of horror comedies. I uh, uh Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Mm-hmm. That's a really funny movie that I would recommend if you enjoy that. Um, if you're in the mood for clown stuff, that's kind of funny. There, there's an Irish movie called Stitches. I, I think it's seen ca- that. I think it's called Stitches. Is I, the the prequel or the the sequel to that is called uh, Snitches, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's called Stitches. It's from 2012. It's an Irish movie. Um, it's also a prequel to Lilo and Stitches, uh, oh. which is a, a joke Lilo I do. Lilo and Stitches get snitched. Oh, it's, sorry. <laughs> that 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 that's a joke I do in my stand up because uh, oh, I'm not as talented. But uh, yes, so that's one. It's it's a really funny clown movie, and then also uh, Cabin in the Woods. Anytime there's a horror comedy, we're gonna recommend Cabin in the Woods. Uh, I would say. I uh first and foremost uh is uh Ernest Scared Stupid. That's got to be on there. Yeah. And then I've never seen any of the Ghoulies movies or what's the is it Critters? Critters and Ghoulies, yeah. Yeah, maybe Gremlins would be a good one. Um what's the uh, Mars Attacks? Oh, Mars Attacks, really? Oh, because of, of, of the Alien. Yeah, because of the aliens. I've never yeah. seen. That's one I've never seen all the way through. I've only seen parts of on TNT. Uh, well, maybe we should. Uh, we that we're not going to do that on this podcast, probably. <laughs> it's one of my uh, friend's favorite movies. Actually, he loves really? Mars Attacks. Yeah, he loves it. Um. Yeah that that'll that'll be it. Uh, <laughs> just some. <laughs> I love how we don't know how to wind the podcast down, so we're like, eh, that sounds good. That'll be we, it. 
great till the last two minutes. <laughs> Which is how I also have sex. It's, it's great right. till the last two minutes, and then I'm like, oh, no. Then she's like, stop crying. <laughs> and I'm like, I I'm can't. Like, I can't. <laughs> 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 I, I, I turn into one of these clowns. Ba-ba-ba. <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to pop this coin. Am I right, everybody? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I also forgot that that spaceship couldn't be more Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> like, it yes. is very Are You Afraid of the Dark. That is a good. This is of that is an incredible description. <laughs> it's just like, uh, if yes. You see the dilapidated boat. The Midnight Society comes together and like, tonight's the sale of Killer Clowns Matter Space. And then they here comes the saucer. I really would love a crossover of uh, the clown in the drugstore. And then also in the drugstore is, uh, this is not a spoiler because it was in the trailer, Ghostface from Scream 6. <laughs> in the bodega? Yeah, in the bodega, <laughs> if they did a crossover. Oh, yeah. I mean, those... <laughs> All he has to do is like shoot him in the nose, and then their noses pop open, and then they die. No, I want them to work together. Oh, you want them to work and together? They take the mask off, and it's another clown. <laughs> then we've we've created a really good universe tonight. We've got killer clowns who hunt predators and aliens, mm-hmm. and then they're teaming up with Ghostface. Yep, I'm on board. <clears throat> what are we watching next week? Well, because we've got the new Ari Aster film, and I like to film. emphasize the film movie. Uh, he's got Bo is Afraid, which is coming out, which is which should be out by the time this episode airs. Uh, I think it came out the same day as Evil Dead Rise, actually, which, yeah. mm, tough break, my guy. Tough mm-hmm. break, 100%. But uh, we're going to check out one that you love and one that maybe I don't love as much, so maybe we might have some dissension on the podcast. Uh-oh. And that is Midsommar. Midsommar. A lot of people will say Midsummer, but I'm very pretentious. And also, when you watch the uh, bonus features on the DVD, Ari Aster calls it Midsommar. Midsommar. But we're yeah. watching Midsummer coming up. We're watching Midsummer. I'm going to come to this podcast to record. I'll be wearing my fedora and a fancy mm-hmm. scarf. And I'm going to talk about a lot of black and white Kurosawa movies. Just so uh, you know, I love film. Also, we're going to try to find a Criterion Collection version of Midsommar <laughs> to really... Fully experienced and how it should be experienced. I'll be dressed as a parade float, covered in flowers. <laughs> which is which is not unlike how you normally dress, so it should be regular. And with all that out of the way, they're coming to get you. Barbara! Damn! They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, 